Monsoon, and welcome to I'm 40% podcast. Woo! The, the queer. I did the right one. The queer Futurama review that nobody asked for, but now people demand it. Yes. Um, with me, as always, is my co host, Nick Sahoya, my biological son, the fruit of my loins. Don't worry that he's the exact same age as me, it works in drag. He's my son, and I gave birth to him as Nick Sahoya. Okay, that was a really long explanation that I think most people most people already know all that. We, I just want to make sure that any time pe- we can't I just want to make sure time. people look at me and think she's had kids. We can't um, waste any time. We have an amazing <laughs> guest, and spoiler alert: this is one of the best episodes of all time. So we have to. Get it is one of the best episodes of all time. Okay, so we got our guest, our guest today is Tony Soto of the Tony Soto Show. Hello, Tony Soto. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much. Well, first of all, I did not know that it was in demand, and I did not know that we were pressed for time. So thank you for <laughs> thanks for squeezing me in. We're not pressed for time. Nick's just really building up this episode because this episode is basically every line in this episode is a brilliant comedy masterpiece. So. I stopped. I had to stop writing down lines because everyone was perfect. I almost just wrote down the whole teleplay. <laughs> I, I quote this episode so much and no one ever knows what I'm talking about. So I hope after this podcast episode... Um, the information gets distributed and people can stop looking at me like I'm like like I'm a Judy Jetson hooker. <laughs> so, Tony, uh, Tony, you are yes. so wonderful. Thank you for being oh, on the show. You. Tony was one of my first friends that I made when I moved to LA because I was a big fan of her show, Learn the Words, Bitch, which I was so just what at are your on first Monday friends? night. What? <laughs> what? So what, what are your first friends? Okay. You um, moved to LA in your I'm 30s being sincere. and, and, and I'm being made sincere your first friend. I'm proud Stop of you. It. <laughs> but you knew so, my comedy partner, Casey, prior yes, to knowing Casey me. Casey has been on the show. Casey's a good friend of mine. We've actually written shows together, Casey and I. And that's sort of um, not oh, only that's Casey. Casey Lai. We should say his last name, otherwise, he'd be very upset. Um, not only Casey, uh, Solomon Giorgio, James Adomian, other past guests of the show, as I was moving here, they were like, you gotta see this girl, Tony Soto. She has yeah. the best shows, and turns out you do. And you just LA came... comedy glitterati. <laughs> I'm the best track when you've never heard of. You know what yes. I mean? I'm the, and you I'm proved the... that at uh, the pageant that you just did, Alaska's pageant competition, award competition. Strong second place. Yes, Very absolutely. Strong second place. I'm, I'm, I'm sure listen, if you're I'm a, a star of... maker, I'm not a star beer you know what i mean like i i've been surrounded by a bunch of friends who have gotten very successful and it's been a nice it's been nice watching it you know what i mean but me 
I'm still in the same studio apartment going on my ninth year of living in Los Angeles. <laughs> you go, girl! Thank you, I'm a survivor! <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, but there's something... <laughs> To be said for um, second place, because like when Alaska got second place, I think Alaska showed, uh, you know, (laughs) winning ain't everything because there were many, many moments after season five where I was like, I may have won the crown, but look at Alaska. She's kind of got it all figured out, doesn't she? <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the thing is, is like when you're in that uh, frame of mind, because I, I did do a lot of work and I feel like my package was good. So, you know, you already have the money package. spent. You already have the money spent. You know what I mean? Like in your head, you're like, I'm a shoe in. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if you can't get the 10 grand, you want to be the one who they say was robbed. And yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, of course, that's that. Like, of course, the money's nice, but the ultimate storyline is being robbed because then no one can ever be mad at you for winning. Yeah, people get mad at people for winning. They're like, "How dare you win?" Right, right. right. <laughs> well, I've been a drag queen for over twenty years, and I've never competed in anything. So I was like, and I also host a amateur drag competition. So in Hollywood, so I kind of want to be like Stash Well, look. Auntie can do it too. So just so you know, (laughs) I think that's really good. I think, you know, and and that's a big competition. And I think, you know, showing to the people who compete for you that you also, you know, see merit in the competitive arts, you know, I think that's um, respect. (laughs) Well, I just had to make it fit me because, you know, I'm a talker. I'm not a twirler. Like people don't Uh, come to my shows to watch me lip sync. You know what I mean? I do it because we're supposed to, you know, but (laughs) I'm I'm known for just talking on a microphone. That's what I'm here for. Well, are you ready to talk about this episode? First of all, love this episode. I've But you're not a Futurama girl, right? Have you watched it before? I'm not a Futurama girl, but I just don't like to feel dumb when watching things. And I feel like there's a (laughs) A lot of jokes within Futurama that you have to be engaged in the nerd arts uh, in order to it. And I'm a soap opera girl. You know what I mean? Like, that's my <laughs> judge. So it's like... Um, but but I've watched a lot of episodes and I've revisited this episode and this is a great episode. Yeah, I'm glad we're before, all on the same page. Before we start, is there any future... Is there any news? No. Oh, I good. just want to talk about I, this episode. <laughs> I finally remember that we do a news segment. No, and, I'm the one who says, if don't. there's a news segment, you'll know. I'll come to you with the news. You I come was to trying me with to the be news. a good co-host. I love well, watching the kinks get worked out. How long have you done this show? It looks great. You, like, and they don't get worked out. We leave all of this in. You know, we've only had three this seasons. This is a passion project, so you're welcome. <laughs> this is the third season, but it's been about five years, I think, since we started this podcast. Uh, Anywho. Okay. So uh, this episode, this war is the episode is called War is the H Word. And as we've already said, um, I th- you know, I think it's fitting. Um, they started the season with their worst episode because they knew <laughs> they had their best episode for the second episode. It was kind of like a soft opening for season three. <laughs> Speaking of soft openings, Tony. Woo! <laughs> Speaking of soft openings, there's no cold open. 
we go right into the opening oh, credits. I love and it. We I'm have in. A- no, I'm buckled <laughs> in, honey. I'm in. I'm in my uh, kneeling chair. You know, I'm on my, I'm on my knees. So Ooh, I'm I had one of those at my old office, and I really liked it. Maybe I'll get a new one. I don't recommend it if you shave your legs in any way because it immediately like ingrown hairs on your legs. I haven't shaved my legs since uh, college. Oh, all right, just me then. But he used to shave his legs daily, every day. <laughs> It's kind of weird. It's, com- I just, it's just like you if you're going to shave, like, Were why? Were you a swimmer? No, in in just, a way, baby. He had, he, <laughs> Swimming he in had the Peter fellas. Pan complex <laughs> at 18. Like, who anyway, develops Peter Pan complex we while they're still a twink? <laughs> the Chiron says, touch eyeballs to screen for cheap laser surgery. This is a great Chiron. It's very funny, but it doesn't really have much to do with the future. So I only give it four out of five Chirons. How many Chirons would you rate this, Tony, out of a possible five? The Chiron is... <laughs> the little words at the bottom of the screen when the episode starts. And what were they again? It was a joke about cheap laser surgery if you put your eyeballs on the screen. <laughs> did oh, you like oh, it? Oh, I did see that. I mean, I mean, it's cute. Listen, that's a thing too. Don't start me off with reading the moment you start a cartoon. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. You know, it's like... And that's, all, that's you know, what Matt likes to do is make you read a lot. I did read the... Um, the the cashier only has ten dollars in their bank account or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's very funny. Oh, there's a lot of good side like background jokes with yeah, a lot yeah, of the yeah. visuals in this. I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a three. Three out of five Chirons. Three out of five. Uh, I'm gonna give it a four as okay. well because I actually I, I liked this Chiron. Um so we start at a futuristic seven eleven. And they're shopping for they're, gum. They're, they're, and of course, all the gum has funny names. There's Hubble Bubble and there's other names. Nitroglycer gum or something. <laughs> I can't remember. Gum. <laughs> and then Fry selects Big Pink. <laughs> mm. Uh, big it's pink, the only like gum ham. with the uh, breath freshening power of ham. Power of yes. ham. <laughs> and it pinkens your teeth while you chew. It's like they do this little plug for Big Pink. And then, okay, so the the person in front of them is buying what? All porno mags and cigarettes and, and cigarettes liquor. And he gets a military <laughs> discount. <laughs> he gets a military discount. And so Fry, on his like 35 cent gum, is insisting on a military discount, but they're not in it's the military. It's a 5% military discount. <laughs> so naturally, their solution is to go enlist in the army. <laughs> Well, I mean, my favorite line there was when Bender's like, this is the kind of discrimination I hate. The 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 kind kind against me. me. (laughs) I'm like, isn't that just so where we are right now in life? Oh, yeah. That that should be on every white Republican's (laughs) T-shirt. The line that follows it is also very funny. Uh, the 7-Eleven clerk, who, by the way, is in like a glass box. (laughs) I love everything. The bulletproof glass box, and I wish they kept it. It's like the only time we see this. They um, don't he, they don't use it ever again, and I think there should be so many more people in glass boxes. <laughs> the convenience store band says, Our policy is if for any reason you're not completely satisfied, I hate you. I hate you. Absolutely. <laughs> I just live kicks by them that. out of the store. <laughs> That's literally my customer service motto. I used to be very much that customer service when i worked at buffalo exchange but they didn't let me get away with it as much at h&m that's <laughs> how i, knew I had to stop H&M. bartending that's how i knew yeah. i had to stop bartending i was like "Ooh, i'm just mean to him 
<laughs> the only time I worked retail was The Gap, and The Gap is like known for their over-the-top, f- friendly customer service. And when I would work the cash wrap, I'd have to make small talk about the clothes. And the only <laughs> thing I ever knew to do was reach out and touch the shirt and go, it's so soft, because that was just like my go-to. It was like Jennifer Coolidge with the cookies and that Hillary Duff syndrome. They're so moist. Um. <laughs> I recently watched Cinderella Story as part of the Jennifer Coolidge renaissance, and that movie holds up great. That movie's really good with okay. Hillary Duff. <laughs> okay. Chad Michael Murray. But you know what's okay. fucking infuriating about it? That whole movie is about a drought. And at the end of the movie, when the drought ends, a Hilary Duff starts playing. And it's not Let the Rain Fall Down. It's a different (laughs) Hilary Duff song. And it made me so mad. That sounds like... promote the B-side. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so they go enlist in the military. And they're like, so what's to stop us from what's to stop us from enlisting in this, going and buying a pack of gum and then dropping out of the military? <laughs> and he says, absolutely nothing. And they sign, unless war were declared. And then a siren goes off seconds later and they go, What's that? And he goes, War were declared. War were declared. <laughs> So things are progressing very rapidly. Fry yeah. and Bender are in the army now. Um, They're reporting of- to uh, Zap Brennigan's ship to be transported to the enemy planet, which they know nothing about at this point. Um, and- there's a sign that says, big war tomorrow, 9 p.m. till question mark, question mark. <laughs> like it's a party. <laughs> I love that Leela has one of my favorite lines. Um I'm enlisting too. I'm here to enlist. My friends tend to die if I'm not there to save them. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> that is how I feel at all times. I feel like I feel like I'm a rickety wagon, but I'm carrying all the cargo. And Leela cannot enlist because she's a woman. I'd be the girl at home picking up baseball. You know what I mean? I'd be in the new baseball Ooh, you'll be in um, a league of their own. Yeah, I'd be. Do you think that's happening? There's a side. (laughs) There's a side story in this episode about a league of their own. Well, although you know, this is this is you know a moment where you find that God, women can't cut a break even in the future. In the future, they're still fighting this battle. All these battles are cyclical. I, it's because of Zap Brannigan, and he he tells this monologue, which it's one of those jokes, if you're not paying attention, it just sounds like the army is sexist. But if you're paying attention, you realize it's not the army, it's just that Zap Brannigan is in charge of the army, and he's sexist. Yeah, doesn't and, he say, like, not while I'm in office or whatever? Yeah, yeah, he goes, um, there was a time when I fought along female soldiers, but after a, after a series of unfortunate calamities caused by harmless pinching and cat calling calling. Um, uh, women are no longer allowed to enlist not while i'm in charge (laughs) like it's so good and i Uh. hate 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 the character of zap brannigan but i love that in this he you know like this is when he really becomes the symbol of all male douchiness 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. I, but we also make him question himself too, which is ooh yeah, I oh, love yeah. that coming yeah. up. Pretty amazing, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah there's I'm a couple gl- great. I'm glad. <laughs> there's a couple great lines in here. We've got the professor saying, "If you kill anyone in battle, be sure to eat their heart, so you gain their courage, their tasty, their rich meaty courage." So we learn now that the professor. I mean, I think we're confirmed now that the professor practices like cannibal. Cannibalism. It's like <laughs> it, it, it's been it, it's been confirmed at this moment. <laughs> I mean, how do you stay fresh? You know what I mean. If not to eat a heart or two, <laughs> you have to eat a heart or two. <laughs> uh, they all load onto Zap's ship and they fly off. Zap addresses the recruits, and we've got a series of perfect jokes here. Uh, Richard Nixon joins. He's also funny. <laughs> And he reveals that we will be attacking the planet of Spheron 1. We know nothing of their language, their history, or what they look at, <laughs> like, but they stand for everything you don't stand for. That's and right. they and said they you look like dorks. Dork. Yeah. <laughs> and I love Bender. They look like dorks. <laughs> and Fry's like holding him back. It's really good. <laughs> but you look like dorks. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I mean, but isn't that, like, the whole thing? It's like, you know, they took the time to ask the question, who is our enemy? And he's like, that's a great question. (laughs) We don't have a clue. Is this is the, is it this episode? It might be later on, but Zap has the uh, uh, the line of some of you, some of you will die for your planet. <laughs> yeah. Some of you will be pressed through a fine, a mesh, fine screen mesh screen <laughs> for your planet. <laughs> Those will be the luckiest of you. Oh. <laughs> it's like, what is their tactic? Yeah. I mean, we we learn in future episodes that Zap always like falls ass backwards into winning the battles. Like he is a highly decorated officer, but it's but he's not a good officer. He no. wins the battles because he's so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> we get a um a funny training montage. They're learning to like make tents and clean their guns and use a lightsaber. And it ends with them running through an obstacle course and everyone is beaten by the new recruit uh who introduces themselves as Lee La Lee Lemon, Lee Lemon, Lee Lemon, sir. <laughs> Lee Lemon, sir. And this person has a blue beard, or excuse me, a, a purple, purple beard, beard, and a big sunglass that seems to be only covering one eye. One eye. <laughs> so we don't know who this is, but we'll find out later, I guess. We know who this is. No, I want to go in order. I don't want to spoil it for the people. What I've learned on my Degrassi podcast, which you can go subscribe to, All About Degrassi, oh is God. sometimes people <laughs> listen to these recap podcasts and they don't they haven't watched the episode first, which I find wild, but I guess people do it. Wild. I, I mean, don't how know. old is this episode? Uh, huh? What? How old is this episode? When was this? Oh, 50, I mean, 60 years yeah. old. <laughs> yeah, they should know. <laughs> I think it's about 20 years old because we're in oh, 2023. Damn. This would be roughly 2003. Yeah. So And obviously all of this is critiquing the war on terror, is it not? <laughs> Very topical for the time. Absolutely. So, um Lee Lemon 
introduces himself and immediately Zap is having strange feelings towards Lee Lemon. <laughs> and does he say, is this where he brings up how soft his hands are? Yeah, he <laughs> says, what kind of, what kind of lotion, lotion do you use? <laughs> and then... Pert, pert and popular, sir. <laughs> so Zap says, go throw out uh, my old lotion and get me pert and popular. And Zap says... What shall I do with your jergens, sir? <laughs> Put it on some dry... What does he say? Go straight it on some homeless people with dry elbows, is what he says. <laughs> Just terrible. <laughs> um, okay, so then we're in the mess hall, right? Yeah, we're and in the mess eating. hall. Um, uh, Nixon is scheming with Zap, but we quickly cut over to uh, Lee Lemon, who's eating his food. And Bender, Fry, and an unnamed Southern recruit come and <laughs> join him for lunch. Obviously, uh, um, uh, Forrest Gump reference. <laughs> why? Like, why is it? I guess it's kind of a war. Re- I guess every war movie has like the hillbilly. Chew on some straw. Bumpkin. And the similar trope of talking about their ladies who are waiting They're back for home. college money. You know. <laughs> They're for college money for sure. Um, uh, <laughs> or for gum discounts in this or case. Or for gum. Okay. But Lee really fits in well, you know, like talking about being sweaty, stinky, farty guys. <laughs> yep. <you know? laughs> Honestly, really like a really us. good drag king performance. Like, not that we know the gender of this character, this mystery character. But yeah, this is like a pretty fierce drag king. Landon Sider, if you're listening, you should do a Lee Lemon. Oh my god, <laughs> look. I would go wouldn't that be great? For a Lee Lemon look. <laughs> Landon, uh, I'm calling upon you to do this for us. I love everybody. Message Landon Sider until he does Lee Lemon. <laughs> also, what? Landon, come on the show. How does the conversation go when Lee is like, um, uh, <laughs> "So, do you have any girls back home?" And Fry says. Well, there is this. I I do kind of have a crush on this uh, woman this I work with. This one girl, Leela <laughs> says. I mean, Lee Lemon says. Uh, well, what kind of uh, girl is she? Blonde, Chinese, Cyclops. <laughs> and Fry very nonchalant nonchalantly goes Cyclops. <laughs> and then Leela Lee says. Aw, she sounds sweet. <laughs> um, but sweet girls so aren't for you, huh, Lee? You hard fighting, hard farting. <laughs> it's just all so perfect. I have no notes. It's the funniest stop, episode. Stop, You flatter me too much. <laughs> um, so soon Zap we get comes into up battle. and he's hitting on <laughs> Lee again. And it's only interrupted by an alarm saying that they are now needed to report for duty because they're orbiting sphere on one okay oh right and nixon and- says this is it this is the moment we've been training for since all day yesterday <laughs> afternoon or whatever <laughs> very funny line. and then zap says something like the key to winning a f- battle is the element of surprise <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! (laughs) And they they, uh, drop. They just literally drop their fifteen feet into the dirt (laughs) onto the planet, and a bunch of weird pink bouncing balls. Yes, we finally see the enemy. It's these bouncing balls. Now, um, did you? What did you think of the balls, Tony? First of all, I love anywhere there's a constant dodgeball sound effect going through <laughs> through something, you know. It really takes me back to PE days when people were aggressively chucking those at me. 
So <laughs> five stars. <laughs> I there is something very comforting about that rubber ball bouncing sound. Even though I guess my dodgeballs were nerf, but um I did like playing kickball. You didn't have the red ones? Hearing. You didn't have the red ones that like had like the little lines in them. No, not until high school and I don't remember really playing dodgeball in high school. I don't think it was, I think it was more of a middle school thing, yeah. I yeah. I was terrible at sports, well, but I was weirdly good at dodgeball. <laughs> I would usually win. <laughs> in middle oh. school, I went to an arts middle school. We didn't have any balls. You went to an arts middle school? Yeah, we didn't have any tell balls. Me, tell me you grew up in Portland without telling me you grew up in Portland. <laughs> I went to an arts middle school where instead of PE, they taught dance class. <laughs> oh, well, we used to have a country line dancing segment in our PE class, but we're from the Midwest. So. No, no, we, we had, had to do square dancing, yeah. Yeah, it's part oh, of did? it. Is it everywhere? Is it like, well, I, good. Unfortunately, Everyone should know how to do a boot scoot and a boogie. <laughs> Uh, I'll give you the boot scoop for free, but you're going to have to pay extra for the boogie. <laughs> this battle's pretty funny. Fry accidentally shoots into the air and uh, uh, spooks uh, Zap Brannigan's horse. And the winding Zap of says, their guns. Oh, yeah, the little jack-in-the-box sound. It's like, that's what we should put on all the semi-automatic assault yeah. rifles. You should... You should have to wind it up. For <laughs> no, fuck a that. Put it, on all, uh, p- put it on all guns. You all have guns. To, and, and it has to be a ridiculous song, and it can't be pre-wound up. That's it has right. to be like a it, bad village people song, and you have to hear the whole thing. And those songs are like no, five it, minutes. It's like, or no, it's like we are family, <laughs> but just as like a little. You gotta like get through. The whole song without Try and look dancing, tough like that, you little and you fucking still Nazi. Wanna, and you still want to shoot the person? Okay. Um. <laughs> Tony, I think you solved some problems. When are you going to run always, for city listen, council? I always say, if more people listen to me, this world would be better. Get up there with maybe a girl. We need more drag queens were, in city if, council. If only there were just one person in charge, and everyone had to do what that person said. anyway uh some other funny stuff bender's taking stuff from the soldier who's dying he's like give me the give me this watch i think your son would want those boots too (laughs) i mean honestly that's one of those like dark moments that i appreciate because you know i'm a big fan of uh king of the hill which is you know kind of a dark show yeah that's a funny one of those moments because it's like a soldier after he was pummeled by a bunch of balls (laughs) it's like my son, get my son this. He's dying. And Bender is so awesome that he's just like, yeah, now I'm going to fucking loot this guy for sure. <laughs> Bender's, Bender's terrible, but we know this about Bender. Fry, um, we're learning, we're, we're, we're learning j- just the extent of Fry's cowardice. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Lee is kicking ass and taking names. Um, Country Bumpkin, I think, is having a hard time. Um, later, yeah. though, they are being overwhelmed by the balls, and Country Bumpkin says, Fry, cover us, buddy. You're you're the only one who's got to wind it up positron. <laughs> and Fry uses his gun his to single shoot a blast. hole. <laughs> his single blast to shoot a hole into the ground that he jumps into to hide. I mean, um, same. Same. <laughs> Good luck, I y'all. Mean? I'm there under duress anyway. I wanted a fucking pack of gum for 32 cents 
The so balls, the balls they send have a over bomb a bomb. Ball. They have a bomb ball, which is of the same texture as them. That would be like if we made our bombs out of like fleshy material. I guess C4 is kind of fleshy, right? Ooh, it's it's, a, it's pretty fleshy. It's the closest I mean, it looks like there were some thumbtacks in there at least. I mean, Bender got <laughs> kind of fucked up. What if, like, our cartoon round balls that we know in all co- uh, cartoons and media tropes, what if those were, like, f- flesh-colored and <laughs> matte, like, human skin? Anyway. anyway, so Bender, he saves the day. He puts his body over the bomb ball before it goes off, and he saves everyone. Um, but he's all like blown out. Uh, and he says, if they put me on a stamp, tell them to use young bender. <laughs> so they get uh, taken to medical and we get like a MASH parody. Has yeah. anyone ever watched MASH? MASH used to be the show when it turned on, that's when I would turn my TV off as a kid. Yeah, because exactly. the, the, the depressing the color was song too boring. would come on. The color, oh, yeah, it's all brown and green. It was too earth tony for me at the time. <laughs> it was like cheers. Like the, I, as a grown-up now, I, I can so much appreciate cheers, cheers though, because yeah. cheers yeah. is one of the best written shows and was so funny. But as a kid, it was just a bar, a brown yeah. bar, and a bunch of old people talking to each other. But then I've I, I I like Cheers as an adult as well. I liked it as a kid just because I liked screaming Norm at the television. But um, uh, and I like Norm has be- a real problem, huh? <laughs> yeah, Pretty and bad. I really we were liked- all like, "Hey, rooting for the al- alcoholic for years." <laughs> <laughs> and I um loved BB New Earth. I didn't care that all her jokes went over my head. I just liked watching her as a kid. I have thought about like going back and trying to watch MASH now as an adult. And I'm like, no, I just, I don't want to watch a TV show about war. It's yeah. a lot of things that I'm not interested in. Yeah. The it's military. Like that hero. Like, why would I rewatch that? Like, I'll okay. watch show after show about dystopian futures, but wars <laughs> that actually happened? No. <laughs> oh, no, ma'am. Okay. So is so- this surge? Oh, wait. Well, first of all, there's an amazing line over the loudspeaker where he says, all personnel report to operating tent four. Repeat four. I mean five. Repeat four. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Just the most confusing it could possibly be. (laughs) From this point forward, like every line is quotable for the rest of the episode. But um, what I, I I love that Zoidberg is one of the doctors. I don't know if that means Zoidberg is on call for the military or if because Zoidberg's a particularly decorated officer or if he enlisted, but he's there. What is but- it? Are you, are you here to operate? He's like, oh, no, I got to do surgery first. What's the job? I have to do surgery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just doing bits. I think it's very funny when he's operating and uh, he says, scalpel. Blood bucket, blood priest, bucket. next priest. patient, <laughs> next patient, <laughs> like blood wow, bucket. Wow, so up, up for the enemy to kill. Yeah, and so we've got is the um, surgery robot. Is he Alan Alda? Is it is, is it him is? legit? Because it sound, it does sound like no. Him. I think it's someone doing an impression of him. But I do but like the, the, the fact that he has a switch that he can turn on and off himself for <laughs> irreverent and, and maudlin. maudlin and maudlin, <laughs> and I love. I love um, um, when he's switching back and forth and he's like, <laughs> he makes a joke and then he goes, click, this isn't a war, it's a murder. Click, this isn't a war, it's a moiter. <laughs> 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 so good. 
Um, I love the alien nurse. <laughs> oh yeah, she's pretty great. Oh yeah, she's like he's a squid more, lady. Uh, he's got more credentials than you, or more whatever. <laughs> that was um, a jellyfish. She's like a jellyfish lady. I feel yeah, like she's... is she the same type of creature who did the gangster rap in the yes. Miss Universe pageant? So she's like Miss uh, Miss. Neptune or she's Miss Neptune or something yeah. something like no no Neptune is Elzar she must be Miss blobity blob blob um Fry Lark- is being Lark- reprimanded Lark- for his cowardice <laughs> uh and he's being punished and uh, Zap says what's the most humiliating job in the world and Kif says being your assistant <laughs> no it's being your assistant oh my gosh knowing that there was a Kip oh. line Knowing that, that there was a Kif line coming up just reminded me this is the episode. Is this the episode where um he says sex lexia? They do say sex lexia. Sex lexia. <laughs> I suffer from a very sex a very sensual learning disability. What do I call it, Kif? Sex lexia. <laughs> sex lexia. Okay. Uh, Tony, can I say? He also has it... a horse named Felicity. Did we even mention that? <laughs> really funny stuff. Calm down, boy. <laughs> um, Tony, uh, I will say when I was noticing, what I was noticing as I was watching this episode, and I've never thought of this before, but now I can't unsee it. Mm-hmm. Kiff and Zap is very much you and Maxwell Ep- Esposito. <laughs> Maxwell is, of course, Kiff. <laughs> I mean, I love that because she would hate that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maxwell is quite a bit uh, sexier than Kiff, so sorry, Maxwell. But some people find Kiff sexy. Yeah. I, I mean, he's one of the more eligible bachelors on planet Amazon. Spoiler. Um, oh, sorry. Um, so... Um, Fry becomes Kiff's assistant, and we find out that Kiff is a very sadistic boss. Well, he's got, listen, uh, he's got <laughs> he's... a lot of pent-up, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, well, obviously. I think, I think he's just w- using Fry to work through his trauma. <laughs> Fry's an idiot, so I think and Fry's sometimes, an idiot, and yeah. Fry, Fry does a pretty good job. You know, he, he keeps his spirit up. I like the joke of um, um, Nixon singing. What is Nixon? I can't remember what he's singing. Song, and but then, Fry um, is singing "Walking on Sunshine" as he often walking does. Walking on sunshine, and he's having a good time singing "Walking on Sunshine." Honestly, uh, I think Fry would be well served by one of these very simple task-based jobs. <laughs> I think it would be maybe good for his well, skill set. We- we learn we learn throughout the series that Fry has many many hidden skills, but okay. So Sergeant Lee Lemon comes in <laughs> to shower, but uh, Zap's in there, so of course this is a sticky situation. Zap um, opens up his shower and comes out fully nude. Full Monty, uh, he, baby. Letting him know what he's got. <laughs> Shouldn't you put a towel on? And he runs off screen and then comes back and it's wrapped around his hair. <laughs> really good. And he's rubbing the lotion. He, he's oh, yeah, got the, the new popular. popular and he's rubbing it on. And if I get any, if I get too much lotion on me, can I rub the rest on you or something? <laughs> Um, we did skip one scene where we see Bender rebuilt, and uh, he is now a war hero, so they've uh, promoted him to lieutenant, 
and he's part of this big secret peace talk oh, mission. Oh, right. That's a big moment. Yeah, and he's going to go speak with the brain balls. They've got a lot of brains and a lot of chutzpah. Chutzpah. <laughs> chutzpah. <laughs> Perfect joke. And uh, uh, he will be joined by war criminal Henry Kissinger, which is pretty yes. fun. <laughs> so um, from this point forward, everything in reference to the balls is a ball joke. We get hard into the into the ball jokes. So much ball sacks. Ball jokes that they couldn't have made if they were talking about actual ball sacks. They couldn't have said ball sack on right. air if they were talking about scrotums. Sack? No, I'm sure it would have gotten shut down. But, uh, I mean, maybe today you could. But back then, I'm sure this was their way of getting to say all these things because they put it in the context of the enemy is a bouncing ball. Yeah. So, um, Bouncing like, back to where we were, Zap is sexually harassing Lee Lemon. <laughs> and, uh, Lee and Fry overhear that the real plan with these supposed peace talks is to blow up the entire planet. <laughs> Because Bender has had a bomb put in him, and for absolutely no reason, the bomb is triggered by his voice saying, the, I don't know why they didn't just put it on a timer, but it's <laughs> triggered by his voice saying his most frequently used word. And we and get we a top get the 10 list, list. A top 10 list. <laughs> a la David Letterman. <laughs> I mean, Letterman was still big then, you know what I mean, right? He was still Tony, working. are you a Letterman girl? I loved Letterman I was, when I was more a of a Letterman than a Leno. I think Leno's kind of a bitch. Like, I feel yeah. like he has more He's bitch kind of a vibes. little bitch. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like, you know, the, especially, like, the whole Conan situation, it's just, like, just a kind of a bitch. So, I've always a, was a Letterman guy, yeah. I made a mean joke about Jay Leno's face getting burned at the Bruce Campbell roast, and it got it got ooze. <laughs> but I thought it was pretty funny. Sometimes you want ooze. Sometimes <laughs> ooze are better than laughs. Trust no, me, I get them audience, West Hollywood you know, all the time. Uh, you know how audiences are, Rose. Too sensitive. I do. The West Hollywood audience. Yeah. They're they're rough. Anyway, yeah, he did get his face burned, but he's very rich, so he hasn't. (laughs) Can we just Um, uh, go down this list of Bender's top ten words? Yes, let's do it. Chump. Chumpette. Chumpette. Yours. Up. Up. Pimp mobile. (laughs) Bite. My. My. Shiny. Shiny. And at this point. Lee Lemon is gasping in horror. <laughs> Metal. And the number one word is ass. So when Bender says ass. No, no, no. Number two, daffodil. Oh, daffodil. Yeah, I forgot daffodil about daffodil. daffodil. Was one. And number one, ass. <laughs> and it is um, funny because earlier in the episode, he said hot diggity daffodil, which he has never said <laughs> before or since. But apparently it's the second most used word. <laughs> uh, um, so cut to Bender's in the peace talks, and I love the dialogue the for the ball balls. Stuff. The brain balls, they're like, we ha- tell a story of a-, a ball like you who bounced three meters in the air, then six meters in the air, then 8.5 meters in the air. <laughs> and Do Henry you Kissinger- understand? <laughs> Henry Kissinger says, uh, Mr. Ambassador, our people tell the same story. <laughs> <laughs> This then, hey, then, we demand bounce, bouncing and rolling. All of their demands are bouncing and rolling based. And then um, Bender's like, these balls are making me testy. So good. <laughs> these balls are making me testy. So fucking let's, funny. Let's get in my. Uh, let's get in our pimp mobile and roll out of here. 
there because now that we know the list, we have to get some of these words in there. I love it. We uh, <laughs> cut back to the military base. Uh, Fry has decided to hijack a helicopter to fly and rescue Bender. So he's like standing behind a gate and he's like, Okay, all I have to do is take out those three guys, steal the helicopter, and then I'm good to go. And then Lee Lemon does it, and he says, hey, I did it. Wait, that wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Fry says, Lee, you want to save Bender too? Why? You barely know him. Lee says, Fry, don't you recognize me? And Fry squints and says, Hermes? (laughs) (laughs) Hermes? <laughs> <laughs> and for those who don't remember, Hermes is the black heavyset uh, man who works at the office. <laughs> Probably um, the least likely person Lee Lemon could be. Okay. Um, <laughs> Hermes also had a great moment early, early in the episode when Fry and Bender have been enlisted in the war. Um, Hermes says... I say, uh, I say, I don't know how long you're going to be gone, so I saved you the trouble and fired, fired you now. Yeah. <laughs> and he hands them their pink slips, but then he turns away and goes, <laughs> because he's really sad to, like, say goodbye to them. <laughs> also, um, don't forget that Lee Lemon showered with uh, his hat and glasses on uh, in the shower. <laughs> and that only happens in a very specific type of movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Zap comes and tries to stop Fry and Lee from. They're holding hands. He's like, holding hands. Very oh, yeah. And he goes, You two are special friends. I thought we would be close. Or no, he says close friends. Close, close friends, friends or right? something. Yeah. Yeah. Because he Cause can't, still, he can't speak his love. What does he yeah. call him? A significant soldier? <laughs> like, like, like my my significant soldier? Is that what he called him? I think. Um. So he threatens to arrest them, but Lee Lemon beats the shit out of him. Um. And he falls down, and we get a gay panic joke that is actually funny when <laughs> uh, Lee Lemon reveals that he is in fact. Leela from The Office. Do you remember this character, Leela, from earlier in the episode, Tony? Do you remember her? uh, Yeah, of course I remember Leela. Did you have any suspicions? But I'll tell you, it got me, had me gooped. (laughs) Okay, listen. It was quite the reveal. Before Leela does the reveal, I love that Zap falls down on the ground. He's all beaten up. And then we hear Lee's voice from off screen. And Lee says, hey, Zap. And then we cut to Leela still in the fatigues, dressed as Lee Lemon, but posed like a little like Broadway showgirl. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ready to do the reveal. And I just love that detail that like she's already posed in a super femme pose. And then she pulls off the beard and it's like, you know, female empowerment. And then Zap says, I've never been so relieved to be beat up by a girl. Let's do it again sometime. That's right. Yeah, really good. We'll, we'll do it again sometime. <laughs> and you know, just like you were say, saying, Tony, the misogyny in this episode is all with the misogynist as the butt of the joke. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's well done satire. Well done satire. 
indeed <laughs> and they come they find out because you know ultimately the big old balls leave their own planet right <laughs> and cry finds out that they're the actual enemy and yeah. wasn't that a great twist that i'm sure we all saw coming you know yeah just because I, I, of you know, well the once, times once it's an Bender allegory war on terror once Bender learns he has the power to blow up the planet, he threatens the balls until they leave. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, all it took was them all to just bounce really high, and they all just <laughs> floated away. I guess they bounced to another planet, yeah. And then when they get back, there's like a um, celebration waiting for them with a big banner that says, Balls Thoroughly Licked. Yes. <laughs> oh, and we that forgot the joke. We've we seen too many the... body bags and ball sacks. <laughs> and ball sacks. Really and good. We, and, and there's the joke. It's a G-rated joke, but still a good one. Um, uh <laughs> How did you find where they're keeping Bender? I followed the bouncing balls. <laughs> um, another really great moment uh, that I laughed perhaps the loudest at because it's not a it's not a quote, so I didn't remember it quite as well as everything else in this episode. Just the visual of Fry being pushed out of the airplane and opening up his parachute like one second before he hits the ground and just hitting with a thud. I laughed out loud. That was really good. It's very good. Uh. Um, so they're back on Earth. They've they've won the day, and I can't remember if anything significant happens. But we're about to get to yes. one of my favorite moments in <laughs> Futurama history. Are you talking about the professor's line? The professor's line. So they can't get the bomb out. So they've like reprogrammed <laughs> the bomb. But when the professor's talking about being unable to get the bomb out, he says. Uh, Hermie says we were un- no Zoidberg says we were unable to get the bomb out, and then the professor cuts in with it's stuck in there with glue or something. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the professor has so much sci-fi <laughs> tech and knowledge, but when it comes to like a bomb <laughs> stuck in there with glue or something i don't know i say that all the time no one ever knows what i'm referencing but i love it and then um we get a fun little final beat of bender trying to figure out which word they reprogram the bomb oh, to and it's supposed him, to be a word that he they never tell says. him that he reprogrammed it he when they tell him that they reprogrammed it, he says, that's using your ass. And <laughs> I also quote that constantly. You okay, did text so... that to be right before the episode. <laughs> so he's trying to figure out what his least said word is. And his guesses are pretty good. Like, please, thank you. <laughs> is it, is it, um, thunderful? <laughs> 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 and then he finally guesses antiquing and we hear a modest sized explosion and he says I'm okay so I guess this bomb was never actually gonna blow up the planet and the balls gave up their home for no yeah, reason yeah they needed the resources that's what they wanted it wasn't because they wanted the resources but it was exactly what they wanted was also the resources. what resources this planet I think that's looks- the funny thing is there's no strategic value to this planet like the military industrial complex is so amok in the future that they're just invading random planets because they're bored. The whole, the whole like um, commentary on the military was said in the line: "Some of you will die for your planet. Some of you will be pushed through a fine mesh 
green for your planet. And those will be the luckiest of all. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the end of the episode. I Enlist think... now. Enlist today. <laughs> I think we will be going into a very special segment, Tony. It's called The Questioning. Hey, hey. Let me ask you something. So we have compulsory questions. We ask every guest. Are you ready to answer them? Compulsory questions. Yes, of course. First question. Which Futurama character, either overall or in this episode, do you relate to the most? Who do you see yourself in the most? I mean, I really do fancy myself a bender, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Like, you know, because I'm also like a Roger on that fan, or on that, you know, uh You are American... 100% a Roger. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. you know, and, it, oh, I lost my shit. But yeah, <laughs> Whoa, so... video, video users, tune in. If you are only listening to the audio feed, you're only getting half the story. <laughs> so, yeah, Tony, Tony's headphones just girl. leapt off her head. It was really I, I cool. It was... <laughs> Uh, but so yeah, like you know, I like uh, I like to say what you mean and mean what you say, you know. Yeah, and you loot corpses. Yeah. So next question. <laughs> oh, I would, I would, I would steal from somebody. <laughs> <laughs> next question of the Futurama characters overall or in this episode, who would you do? I like my guys stupid, so I would totally do Fry. I would. Every drag queen wants to fuck Fry. Like, literally yeah. everyone. And every mm-hmm. drag queen wants to fuck Nick. And uh, so f- Nick is Fry. Fry Not is Not some Nick. of the ones I would like Rhetoric. to. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, whatever. <laughs> I know everything also, there is would, to know about let, you, I Nick Samoya. I would let the, the, the captain push me around, though, too, a little bit. The know? captain? Oh, Zap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, let, yeah. I let Zap push me around a little bit. Zap is like, I, I, we've had a few guests, myself included, who have admitted like either that they would do Zap or that they probably end up doing Zap. Because like I, I dated a Zap for a while before I realized, oh my them. God, he's a Zap. Yeah, I used to drink <laughs> at similar parties where Zaps would drink. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, I get the appeal with Zap on the level of like, yeah, I'll just fuck this idiot and not worry about it. But to me, he's proven to be too clingy for that kind of. <laughs> and he won't be a good lay. But no. you know what? The thing is, is he'll say all the wrong things, which kind of turns mm. me on sometimes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if anyone wants to slide into Tony's DMs, just say some wrong things. <laughs> yeah, if you've got a dad bod and you're problematic, if you're dad but dad bodlematic. If you're not a walking red flag, then uh, I have no interest because then Tony, we might end up together, and that would be not a good thing. There's, Tony, there's there's one more question. Is that yeah, what you're going to ask? There's one me? more. Yeah, there's one more. No, there's not. Last, yes, there is. We ask everyone now that well, let you've me hit, watched. Let me hit the button again, because. Hey, hey, let me ask you something. Just because we're asking a third question, all of a sudden, I guess I should hit the button again. All of a sudden, anyway, you're gonna feel so stupid, Tony. Now that you have watched this, oh, this doesn't episode, count as a question. Oh, I hate you. Now that you've watched this episode of Futurama, will you be watching more Futurama? And do you plan on watching the Futurama reboot coming to Hulu very soon? I love a good reboot. And since I don't have Netflix, I love Hulu. So, um, <laughs> yes. 
And uh, yeah, I'll rewatch this. I mean, yeah, I I, I should learn more things. I should. Yeah. <laughs> I love that your goal is to learn more things. So you're now going to binge a cartoon. It's a smarter show than me. It's a smarter. That's why it didn't. That's why it's been canceled a few times. Because, you know, smart shows can't last because we're a dumb culture. Yeah, it I does, take back my it does, derision. It's a very it smart show. It does cover of wide breadth of topics it seems like it's a very intergenerationally written show like there it seems like there's a couple young people and a couple old people all writing for this show together yeah <laughs> it's like that one show that's about that but now is canceled right mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about the I writer show with the guy from that. mad about you <laughs> Paul Reiser and his and his daughter is a writer, but she's a lesbian, and then they're writing on a show reboot. That's what it was called, but it was reboot. She's a writer, but get this, she's a lesbian. What? (laughs) Sold. (laughs) People will watch it. It's gold, Jerry. Gold. Tony. Okay. I want to just say you are. Indeed, one of my favorite performers in the world, one of my favorite uh, hosts in LA. You do the very best shows. And at the risk of more people coming up and asking me about this podcast, I would like to encourage people to go to learn the words bitch at Akbar every yeah, first Monday. The, the first Monday of every month. Yeah. And absolutely. Battle Babies at Stash every week. Every Wednesday at Stash. Yeah. 10 o'clock. Can you believe it? I'm out that late. I hate it. Every moment of it. <laughs> <laughs> It's very it, and again, I just want to talk about Maxwell a little more because he has a very growing resentment towards you as he gets sleepier and sleepier, and it's been very fun to watch as a yeah, fan. She's, of, as a fan she, of you both, she wears everything on her face when she's not looking sleepier. down at her phone texting. So during learn the words, bitch, this this last one, Maxwell, her face during some of the more interesting performances was really <laughs> making my night. She just consumed too much marijuana. But yeah, you know, if you ever want to see whatever I'm doing in drag, you just go to Tony Soto Productions on Instagram because that's like all the drag stuff. But go see all of her shows. What, if you want to see what I'm doing, it's the Tony Soto show. And that's Instagram and TikTok because I'm basically a zennial. <laughs> is that what they're called? Or is I that a new flower? Well, I, I was told that it's, it ages me when I say youths. <laughs> the youths. Yeah. The youths. I, I only ever say that to to mimic old people. <laughs> I say it unironically. Well, thank you so much, you know what? Tony hey, Soto. Hey, mom. This was fun. Can I just pitch what? something for next week? Uh, on that third question that you asked, what if I hit this button? That just raises further questions. That's pretty funny, right? <laughs> like after you asked two and then I hit that one. You're gonna feel so stupid, Nick, when you find out that you do a third question every week. You're gonna feel dumb. That's Tony, what she, that's what Jinx said. I, I love you, but please don't side with Jinx. <laughs> I need you on this. <laughs> I'm you literally don't know in what the kind middle of havoc you'll wreak on this fragile <laughs> ecosystem that is 40% podcast. I love how mom and son are like, don't get involved, but my placement is literally in the middle of both of them. <laughs> anyway, go follow Tony, listen to my Degrassi 
Degrassi podcast, all about Degrassi and Jinx. What, did, oh, what do you want people to do? Oh, we're just plugging things then? Yes. Um, we have to okay. end it, so say your plugs fast. I also have the podcast, Hi Jinx. Um, a we casual, all have two podcasts. A casual <laughs> conversational podcast. Um, I also am about to go on tour with Everything at Stake all through North America. So we start in Canada, uh, then we go through America, and uh, oh, uh, we go through the states okay i've been told no i i've been told that people in south america don't like it when we i've been told by south american people that they don't like it when we say america as if there's only one america so i'm trying to there's not there's like at least four right i'm trying to (laughs) uncondition referring to the u.s as america so anyway um the point being, I'm going through the U.S. and Canada with my tour. <laughs> and you can get tickets at jigsponsu.com. I love you. <laughs> I, I would like to say real quick, I never even mentioned my podcast. I do the Tony Soto Show and the Gay Power Half Hour, half hour every week. So tune into those two anywhere uh, podcasters streamed. Now that you've been <laughs> inundated with our... Um, various successes. Uh, thank you all for listening to another wonderful episode of I'm 40% Podcast. We'll be back next week. Make sure you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to us. We'll tell your friends. There's a reboot of Futurama coming, so soon it'll be all anyone's talking about. Uh, it really just goes to show that Nick and I were ahead of the curve. Until the next episode, have a futuristic day, everybody! Wow, wow, wow,